If she tried anything with Caleb, she'd get more than a slap from me this time. The kiss last night wasn't his fault. It was mine, she had said. Did he really kiss her? I had to know, and the only person who could tell me was Caleb. I needed to talk to him. I narrowed my eyes as I watched Beatrice Rose get into a taxi. She had changed her clothes since I saw her a few hours ago. She wore a white baby doll dress that ended above her knees. Her blonde hair, now lengthened with expensive-looking extensions that bounced against her lower back, was swept off her beautiful face with a red headband. She had exchanged her heels in favor of white flats. She looked as innocent as a dove. You'd never know that she was a snake behind that beautiful face. Praying to God that Caleb hadn't removed me from the list of approved visitors who could go straight up, I casually strolled to the elevators, trying to avoid the concierge's hawk eyes. I froze when he spotted me, expecting him to call security to escort me out of the building, but he just smiled. I let out a relieved breath when the elevator doors closed. As the elevator climbed up, my heart started to race. I felt nervous, my hands clammy and cold as I twisted them together. When the elevator stopped at Caleb's floor, I took a deep, calming breath and walked out. My steps were muffled by the carpet as I neared his door. It was so quiet in the hallway that I could hear my heartbeat in my ears. Please don't hate me. I stopped in front of his door, biting my lip. I'd gotten used to going in without knocking, but I knew I had lost that privilege now. Oh God, what if I lost him too? Slowly, I raised my hand, forming a fist. Just do it. I closed my eyes tightly and knocked. Nothing. What if the concierge had called him and told him I was on my way and Caleb didn't want to let me in? He had to let me in. He had to listen to me, he had to. I knocked again. When there was no answer, I ignored the guilt I felt by invading his privacy and entered the code to unlock the door. Oh God, what if he'd changed the code? But the door opened easily. Swallowing the lump in my throat, I stepped in. It was dark and quiet. I walked to the living room first, passing the couch where Caleb loved to sit and prop his feet on the coffee table. In my mind, I saw him turn his head to look at me. What's for dinner, Red? I blinked, and he was gone. The blanket he had covered me with the night I left him, which felt like years ago but was unbelievably just last night, was still on the floor where I had dropped it. Had he not come home yet? Where was he? I passed the kitchen, smiling sadly when I remembered how he had cooked dinner a long time ago. I had made him wear an apron, and he had pouted while frying potatoes. Fries are ready, Pete declared. I will call them the amazing Chef Caleb's fries. I'd laughed. He had looked so proud. He'd burned the fries, and they were really salty, but I ate them all. I miss him. God, I miss him. Later that day, we'd gone out on the balcony and studied for exams, but Caleb had gotten bored quickly. He'd started playing with my hair, twirling it around his finger and tickling my cheek with it. When I ignored him, 
he pulled. Ouch, what the hell, Caleb? It hadn't really hurt, but I glared at him. He'd smiled at me cheekily, a naughty gleam in his eyes. Cupping my face, he turned me to face him and said, if you blink, you want me. Wait, wait. I had laughed and tried to pull away, but he held onto my face. I couldn't help but blink. I knew it, he teased, grabbing my waist and pulling me onto his lap. I always knew you had the hots for me, Red. He'd held on to me so I wouldn't fall off his lap as he leaned forward to reach for my book. Here, pretend I'm your favorite chair while you read your book. I'd protested, but inside, I felt giddy. It was hard to concentrate on anything but Caleb when his strong arms were around me, his warmth and his scent filling my